0: Hey guys, this is Robert from Limitless Broadcasting. And Sammy. I was getting to you. (laughs) But we wanted to tell you some exciting news. We are going to be at the Indiana Comic Con March 22nd through the 24th.
1: That's going to be at the Indianapolis or... Indiana
0: Convention Center. In
1: Indianapolis. Let's do that.
0: (laughs) So, if you were going to the convention, please come over to the Limitless Broadcasting booth Mm -hmm. and say hello.
1: Yeah, I believe it was booth
0: 1710.
1: 1710. Yes. So, it's a huge convention. Yeah. Probably the biggest one I think we've been to. Yeah. This is going to be like Megacon. Yeah. Unfortunately, I will not be there in person. Robbie will be there... But he's going to have some uh, fun friends with him. Yes. Including, I believe, from Pixie Dust Twins, Ashley. First con for her.
0: And so if you're there, ask us about Rant Radio. Because you can win $1,000 from Limitless Broadcasting.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, very excited about that. And who doesn't love a good rant? Yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we will, or I guess I should say Robbie, we'll see you soon at the Indiana Comic Convention. And what days... Are you going to be there one more time?
0: Uh, We're going to be there the 22nd to the 24th of March.
1: Mm -hmm. So we'll see you guys there soon.
0: We'll see you there. Bye. Bye.
2: All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust.
3: welcome foolish mortals to the pixie dust twins podcast i'm ashley
1: and i'm sammy
2: please stand clear of the doors por
0: favor manténganse alejado de las puertas
1: shall we begin it's time to get things started on the, the most the sensational, most sensational inspirational, inspirational celebrational motivational show Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy.
3: And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast
1: produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Go to limitlessbroadcasting.com after the show and check it out. Yes. And the third box this year. Yes. I mean, I don't know if we're going to do this for six months, but (laughs) maybe. Maybe we need to change our intro for I the know, next like I'm, six months to I'm include. Starting to think that yeah, it might just be easier to be like no. and Dan
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this guy.
1: The guy is back again. You know. Go mm-hmm. to
0: limitlessbroadcasting.com dot com and uh, check us out. Okay.
1: Oh, we might. You oh, might have just like, like sign your, voice. Sign,
3: you just signed your. You uh, your your contract with us on that one. For
1: mm. real though, yeah. <laughs> <sighs>
3: Oh, goodness gracious. All right. We're in what? Week three of Marvel?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I had to do the math in my head. I was like, how many are left left after this? What comes after two? Oh, it says week three at the top. It says week three. I was literally handing it to you. (laughs) It's week three per my notes title. (laughs) Well, I'm tired. I'm I'm sorry. I went to bed late, so I'm sleepy. I feel like
0: we're all moving kind of slow this morning. Yeah, it's a struggle.
3: Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. very
0: much I, I, I didn't sleep much either so
1: yeah
3: i didn't go to bed till oh my gosh twelve thirty one.
1: me too mm-hmm. yeah
3: yeah because mm-hmm. i went over to my friend's house uh she's like last minute she's like you want to come over and hang out i'm like yes i have no social life right now so <laughs> no social life. We went. i went over she's very <laughs> pregnant she's okay. about 20 weeks pregnant um and so we like she had a smorgasbord of snacks and we were playing board games. The next thing I know, it's like 1130 at night. I'm like, I need to go
1: home. <laughs> it's bedtime.
3: But it was some interesting combinations. Like we had egg rolls and vanilla wafers and strawberries and grapes uh-huh. and ice cream. I like described it to Brett. He's like, that's weird. I'm like, I am sitting with a pregnant woman. So. Yeah, that's
1: what she wants. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, goodness.
3: No yeah. But anyways, what, what are we talking about this week, Sammy? What's on the agenda?
1: <sighs> we're doing a lot. <laughs>
3: We're doing a lot. I squished
1: a lot in here.
0: Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. Exactly. It's appropriate. Smorgasbord.
1: It's an appropriate transition (laughs) because we're talking about recent Marvel TV shows and one-off movies that were just on Disney Plus. So basically, like the Disney Plus only, I guess side of Marvel. Look at that. Yeah. Nice. And I'm very happy to report before we start this that Ashley has watched at least one of these things. (laughs) So. (laughs) Ooh.
3: <laughs> I was telling you beforehand the boy got me Hogwarts Legacy he brought his Xbox over so I could play mm-hmm. it and literally I put in way too many hours on that game but it is fantastic and we're talking about it during our Hogwarts summer
1: I'm sure we will be
3: oh my gosh it's amazing I have no doubt
0: <laughs> Harry Potter takes know. priority if uh, Ashley's involved
3: uh yeah Harry Potter in, in a normal Disney yeah and Star Wars
1: given given marvel's There's a lot life. on her plates not wow. room for marvel
3: well and, I'm, and i've been and i'm starting to get more active in my other podcast and you know that takes a lot because i'm literally dissecting books so that takes a lot of research mm. yeah, i know i went takes, like three weeks without of it it but. takes a lot of
1: effort to sit and record and post i i <laughs> Actually, did, it's
3: more effort to research and put the notes together no, than record.
2: I, I did know. watch
0: your uh your instagram post or i guess it was instagram TikTok on instagram i don't know where you talked about like waiting till the last minute to write a 10 page paper or something yes and you were like yeah i haven't done this mm-hmm. since like college or it's like oh yeah i remember those days yeah, yeah. that was
3: what did i do i think i put it on insta too but yeah. um that's where i saw it yeah i don't have TikTok. Was... no you
0: do
1: not yeah. mm-hmm. i'm an but old yeah. millennial i don't do that we're mom i mean we do it probably not well but mm. we do it
0: let the Gen Z do what they, let let them have their world. That's what, that's my philosophy.
3: Well, okay. Since we're on this topic, there is a new like filter that they have out. It's like teenage look yes. and it's supposed mm-hmm. to make you look like you were a te- like when you were a teenager, I I've put it that. on, well, I did it and I looked at myself, and I'm like. I literally just look airbrushed. I look exactly yes. the same except airbrushed. <laughs> weird. This is not right. how I looked in high school. No. Um, where's the pimples? Where's the bad mm-hmm. complexion? Like this is, this is ridiculous. It's just
1: airbrushing. It's That's all it does. It just smooths your face out. Yeah. It doesn't
3: even make you look young. Like it just Mm-mm. makes you look smooth.
1: Yeah, I agree. Dum dums.
3: It does work on some people. Like the ones who have like wrinkles and stuff, it does make them look like 20 years younger. It mm-hmm. made me look maybe a year younger.
1: Yeah, I don't think it worked very well. I didn't but like it. But we also
3: have very young looking jeans, Sammy. So yeah. I
1: know. It's all that moisturizing and all that, you know. You I, do? about,
3: I don't even moisturize and I still really, look young.
1: I'm like very particular about that.
3: I am you know. not. My my skin gets very oily on its own. I don't really need to.
1: Yeah, but a moisturizer is actually good for you if you have oily skin. I watch way too much YouTube videos.
3: <laughs> See, that means a lot of effort in the morning. As you can tell, I don't even do makeup. So, you That's know. That's
1: true. Yeah. I only do it on the weekends. So
3: okay, we're so off topic already. What's the first show we're gonna talk about?
2: Uh,
1: Sorry. Okay. Why are you (laughs) apologizing? That was me. Let's we always get off topic though. It's just a general apology for the way this will probably go. So, anyways, let's jump into She-Hulk. First show we're gonna talk about. All right, so we got a summary. I think I got off of IMDB. I don't remember, probably. More than likely. Yeah. So our summary is that jennifer walters who's the star of our show navigates the complicated life of a single 30 something attorney who also happens to be a green a six foot seven super how- super powered hulk so there you go that's your brief summary
3: so does she not go back to a normal human like bruce
1: yeah she goes back and she forth. does mm-hmm.
3: okay so she can go to normal human look and then yes. she go- mm-hmm. okay
2: okay
1: yeah there's, well, there's actually
3: All the posters and stuff make it look like she's a human, a green human, instead of like a Hulk.
1: Well, that's kind of because that's how she Hulk looks. She's just tall and like kind of slender but muscular. Yeah, yeah, that's how she Hulk looks with the long hair.
0: Yeah, like it's completely different than Bruce. Like she basically gets full control over it, like Mm -hmm. from the get go. She doesn't have to like. Ah, Okay, which
1: annoys him. It doesn't
0: of course it does <laughs> rightfully so I don't blame him I, mean,
1: I get it I get it dude uh so the tagline for this show is you'll like her when she's angry eh, that's an okay tagline there's worse ones coming in the not this week but next week <laughs> oh okay we'll get into that uh this one was rated TV 14 and was released August 18th 2022 and uh, the ratings were a little lower than I expected it got a 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb uh, critics on Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 80%, but the audience gave it a 33. And Ouch. I did not think that was fair for the show, personally. Hmm. Yeah.
3: I Just wonder so. why they gave it a
1: 33. Um, I mean, I have some suspicions, which we'll we'll get into in a second. Mm-hmm. So okay. we have Tatiana Maslany as Jennifer Walters, aka She-Hulk, And as we mm-hmm. said, she's a lawyer. She works for Goodman, Lieber, Kurtzberg, and Holloway. And they actually specialize in cases involving superhumans. And she gets let go and brought back when she becomes the She-Hulk. And they actually want her to look like the She-Hulk all the time, which is another reason why in a lot of the posters she looks that way. Because she's mm-hmm. dealing with the superhuman side of the lawyer
2: mm-hmm. firm
1: and they want her gotcha. to look that way. Gotcha. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of complexities that goes with her. <sighs> yeah.
0: Anyway. She's got a lot uh, on her plate
1: she does <laughs> she really does as a character uh jamila jamil is mary mcferrin or um uh, what is it titiana she's a social media influencer who also has superhuman strength and she's obsessed with the she-hulk and they fight
3: we're just skipping over the fact that this is bruce Boehner's cousin
1: yeah we will get into that <laughs> you didn't I thought so you don't know anything about the she-hulk I at I least knew nothing. it was gonna be his cousin yeah mm-hmm.
3: well, we'll I thought that. she was his wife like in the comics
1: oh no. no 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 we'll get into that you know what let me do the rest of the cast and then we can explain to you how she well was it was
3: in your thingy ma so that's why I was like why are we skipping over this
1: I thought everyone knew I'm sorry that's okay. not fair she's her she's his cousin yes I'm gotcha yes. all right they are on. not they're not dating no or married or anything no Uh, Next one is Ginger uh, Gonzaga as Nikki. She is a paralegal and Walter's best friend. Mark Ruffalo makes an appearance as Bruce Banner, aka the smart Hulk, because that's basically how he appears in the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. mm -hmm. Tim Roth as Emil Blonsky, The Abomination, Benedict Wong as Wong, and Charlie Cox makes an appearance as Matt Murdock, aka Daredevil.
0: Love it. It was a lot of fun
1: too for this movie. It's
0: always fun when he shows up
1: hmm yes so Ashley since you literally know nothing about this I know nothing. yeah now I in the comic books they're cousins no matter what so they're always cousins comic books show whatever they're always cousins in the comic books she needs a blood transfusion and she gets it from Bruce but in this they get into a car accident so she's cruising along the road with him they get into a car accident after this big spaceship comes down and scares the crap out of her they fall off the road she's bleeding he's bleeding he bleeds into her onto her she absorbs his blood and instantly becomes the she hulk like she runs off in the woods and it's a thing so no. that's like the shortened version of what happens
3: I feel like a blood transfusion would have made more sense
1: I don't know why they didn't do that I mean I couldn't tell you why they changed yeah. it Anyhow. but I mean okay. it wasn't Makes super sense. unbelievable it just you know no it's just
3: I don't know why they would have had to change it
1: yeah it, it felt like it was one of those they had
0: to do it just get it out of the way quickly mm-hmm. like okay origin story how do we yeah. do it okay car wreck it gets the blood on her all right we're done with that now we can get into like the mm-hmm. actual story they
3: didn't want to sit on the origin
1: probably story, exactly. yeah spend too much yeah. time on it because there's only the first episode is just really the big setup where she's with Bruce Banner right. and he's mm-hmm. teach teaching her and they're hanging out together and then she's mm-hmm. kind of like all right I'm done with you I'm gonna go do my own thing bye so yeah, okay. it's really just the first episode they used to kind of establish all of this yeah. before she goes back. It partially feels
0: like an excuse just to have Bruce Banner in there because it's like he really was kind of useless.
1: Like, it did. Honestly, I was I mean, just fun like, to watch. but uh, I really didn't feel like we needed a whole episode with him because yeah. I was just like, like, after like 10 minutes, I was like, I feel like she's fine. And she should right. leave and <laughs> we don't need him anymore. But yeah oh boy yeah he's basically just in the first episode and then he's like the last episode yeah. and maybe i can't remember if he shows up periodically in between but it,
0: he's he shows not like really briefly i think in like episode two.
1: i was thinking he did yeah like, like one at the very other, end or
0: something yeah like, like cause cause one he takes quick. off of that ship
1: that's right yeah mm-hmm. so he's barely in this really
3: yeah. well i mean he needs to barely be in this because if he was in this whole thing it would be more of a hulk movie because bruce mm-hmm. banner yep. And this, like now, is just a lot more popular, Mm -hmm. would be a lot more popular than this character, She-Hulk, because we don't know She-Hulk yet. We've had a lot with Banner. We have not had anything with her.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm not mad about that. I think that's fine. All right, we got some fun trivia about her. Of course. And (laughs) She-Hulk. So She-Hulk was created in 1980 by Stan Lee and artist John Buscema. She-Hulk was one of the last characters that Stan Lee created or co-created for Marvel. And I did not know that, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Okay. And although each transformation from Jennifer Walters to She-Hulk and back is created using CGI, obviously, uh, Malia Araya no. plays She-Hulk <laughs> on set for reference to the she hulk size, and her face is replaced by Tatiana using CGI. So Miss Lani is five foot four, so that's the actual actress who plays She-Hulk. But her stand-in, Araya, is a six foot five and a quarter. And she's, Holy she is giant. It, there's a behind the scenes on Disney Plus, and I was just like, oh my goodness, this lady is huge. Wow. Yeah. So she was the stand-in for reference. They actually talk about how they made two outfits. So they would make an outfit for Tatiana and then they would make an outfit for Araya So they could see how it fit when they were doing the CGI mm-hmm. and the changeover and everything. So mm-hmm. they made two of everything in different sizes. So Oh, that Makes was sense. cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so to go along with that, as we said, Tatiana is five foot four, not not particularly tall. So part of what they did during filming to achieve proper eyelines with her co-stars, she would also stand on large platforms on set, or she would wear a cutout she-hulk like face on a pole while she was walking around. And it's literally like a giant pole that comes up off the back mm-hmm. of her, and then the face is like up here. So people would look up here while they were talking to her. And then she had, like, the stickers and stuff all over her for the mm. CGI replacement. Hmm. It's That's very cool. interesting how they do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's
0: always interesting to see, like, how they get reactions like, to things that are not there. I'm like, mm-hmm. what method do they use this time?
1: Yeah, how can yeah. we make it Pretty so it cool. seems more real? Mm-hmm. 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 And this is Marvel's first full solo Hulk project. Marvel Studios still hasn't purchased the distribution rights to a Hulk film from Universal, so that explains why a hulk film featuring mark ruffalo could not be made so that's why we haven't had anything. darn Steven universal with
2: him. Yep.
1: i don't know if disney's attempted to buy it and universal's like forget you i don't really know how that that worked but uh,
2: yeah. i mean
1: know.
3: i wouldn't be surprised if they if they've just continued to say no because didn't they haven't they continued to say no about spider-man too
1: that's why they share Spider-Man. Sony and Disney have to share mm-hmm. the Spider-Man yeah. franchise now. Mm-hmm. Like, I it... don't
3: think any of these franchises that own a Marvel character are going to give it up because they know Marvel or they know Disney is going to pay out to get like at least some sort of rights.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: I noticed this too because, like, if you go to any of the parks, it still has like the Hulk as the ride, and then the Spider-Man ride is like the old Spider-Man from the '90s. Mm-hmm. It's nothing from the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right. It's, mm-hmm. you know,
1: Yeah, it's very interesting to see
0: the uh, IP wars there.
1: Yeah. And that's my understanding why we don't have more Marvel here in Florida Mm -hmm. is because of this whole battle, too, with Universal.
3: That's annoying. Mm -hmm, Sure is.
0: Corporations, man, what are you going to (sighs) do? For sure. We don't have Godzilla, we have Universal and Disney. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. That's honestly true, though
3: it's one's yeah, got the giant monster king kong mm-hmm. yeah exactly
1: you just battle it out constantly which is
0: which? or Amet and khonshu which we'll get to Moon night later
1: uh-huh, yes, yes. Huh? it's fine don't, don't worry you about it you didn't watch
0: moon Knight. moon night's the best i will go on a
1: rampage with Moon night I, I don't know if ashley would like Moon Knight. well know honestly well, you, you like egyptian mythology right you like she them. does but i
3: do is it Mag- egyptian mythology yes uh
0: very much so
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah oh okay yeah. I'll I'll put it on my list
1: there we go mm, okay all right so, so back to my this. list
3: she hulk's not even anywhere near it
1: I like <laughs> she hulk anyway let's just go back into this and then we'll we'll just just okay so in the show <laughs> she hulk breaks the fourth wall or she talks directly to the audience and she's even aware of and acknowledges that she's a character within the mcu and these are aspects of the character that were a major part of the 1985 graphic novel and continuing comic series entitled the sensational she hulk by writer and artist john byrne and i wondered that when i because i read this like research it after i watched the the show and i was just like why is she always talking to us and and dan's gonna reference something else she does that i agreed with him about the the feelings on it when she breaks a fourth wall in a particular way yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. um but uh yeah i was just like i mean i didn't mind it because ashley you and i in particular talked about like on the muppets and stuff they like to break the fourth wall a lot and we we like it when characters do that i love it yeah it didn't bother me but it makes more sense now that she did this in the comics too where she Mm -hmm. would literally try and like tell the artist to draw her a different way or she didn't like the way the story was going in the comics so Mm -hmm. it was a good way to tie it in yeah and while She Hulk is Emil Blonsky's abomination's. Wait, what is this sentence? Hold on. This is what happens when you copy and paste.
3: While She Hulk, attorney at law, is Emil Blonsky's abomination form's live action appearance.
1: Okay, so abomination appears <laughs> in this show. Okay, let me see if I can clean this up. Thank you, IMDb, and this is why I should read when I copy and paste. It's got Abomination in it. In case you it know. does. So yeah. Abomination is in it. Boil it down to that. He's he's in this show, okay, people? He's in this. And his last appearance was in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. But he was only like a voice form in that, if I remember right. He wasn't like physically in it, okay? Right. So this is the return of Emil's human form for the first time since the Incredible Hulk movie. Gotcha. That's where we're going. And for anyone gotcha. who doesn't
0: know... Uh, abomination is the villain in the incredible hulk because i didn't know that because i hadn't seen the incredible hulk in years yeah
1: i did not remember i was like wait who's this guy (laughs) why are you important hold on let me google this yeah so there you go that's their convoluted way of trying to say that gotcha (laughs) and dan slot who wrote uh she hulk comics in like 2004 also tweeted praise for the series he called it his favorite marvel Studios show and the most comic book accurate show in the mcu
3: i wonder if that's why the ratings are low
1: i think that might be part of it hmm. because potentially
3: it's close to the comic books with
1: the fourth wall breaking and stuff because if yeah. you don't really get it you, you don't understand it that the might ones be who are it. gonna love
3: it are the actual comic book readers mm-hmm. right but
1: i have other thoughts and... as to why it's not popular too i was gonna say i mean
0: you think if yeah. people were hardcore comic book fans they'd be more excited about it because i so really I didn't know probably... anything about the comics so i was like i was thrown off by a few things but then i was like oh, okay when you said it's like how it was in the comics it's like okay it makes, yeah that makes a lot of sense i think it
1: makes it better if yeah. i
0: were a fan i'd be like yeah this is great or if i were you know if i had followed the comics
3: mm-hmm. but it's on disney plus so not just comic book readers are going to be watching this you're going to mm-hmm. have teenage girls and boys mm-hmm. rolling through like oh let's try it right and they hate it because they don't understand the comic books or they don't have whatever that I
2: yeah.
3: like you said, Stephen, there's probably more to it. But mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's just part of it, mm-hmm. um, because usually when it when there's a transition from one media to another media, there's going to be hate of some sort
1: mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. any of the medias mm-hmm. that we've had. Yeah. That's sure sure you all right i can last... i can
0: sense sammy has many other thoughts honestly. i
1: do i have many thoughts i can, but I'm, I can I'm see gonna it wait. bubbling I'm, I'm gonna wait because yeah. ashley hasn't seen it so i don't i don't think what you're saying is wrong but i think there is more to it gotcha yeah and the I show won't.
0: has layers
1: it has many layers yes okay it's last like you, trivia and then and then dan's gonna go on his fun Yay. breakdown of this and then i know that's why i was like i'm gonna put her name but yeah So last thing, Jessica Gao grew up a fan of She-Hulk and after her pitch of Black Widow in 2021 was called out as a backdoor pilot for the character, she told Marvel to call her if they ever wanted something with Shulky, which is another name for She-Hulk because I Googled this and I was like, is this a mistype? What is this? But She-Hulk, Shulky, same thing. Just another nickname for her. But yeah, there's Jessica talks about in the making of She-Hulk how she did go and she pitched on Black Widow, but she had included She-Hulk in it. And they were just like, this is not where we want to go with this. It's not appropriate. And she's just like, well, let me know. I'm a big fan. And they did bring her back. So I thought that was very cool.
0: Cool. Wait, was She-Hulk in Black Widow? No. Okay. She wanted wanted her to be. I was like, wait. She was not.
1: This is her introduction to us. Gotcha. Yes. This is her first appearance. Okay, so Dan, you go ahead and then I will share all of my.
0: All righty. So yeah, you already kind of touched on it. Like I, the, in the beginning, like the whole, you know, comedic plucky breaking the fourth fall was like a little Mm -hmm. like, kind of threw me off in the beginning. So I was like, I I sort of thought, okay, are we doing like a more PG version of Deadpool? Like, is this Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, like, what is that? Um. And then I found out later, like you said, it was, that's always who the character has been. So I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I totally buy it. Um, And it really, after a while, it really kind of grew on me. Um, Mm -hmm. Like it's, and I've said this, uh, I'm kind of skipping points, but um, what's great about this one is that it's, and I've said this about um, other shows involving Marvel, is that a lot of these shows are going to a much more stripped down version or like a much more intimate story Mm -hmm. there's no epic world ending battle it's just one person trying to figure themselves out you know and i realized that about halfway through when they were at the uh the the lawsuit when what was what's her name the makeup artist was trying to sue her for the Mm -hmm. i was like i was like okay where's the bad guy when's the bad guy show up when's the big fight Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: it kind of resonated like it's not about that it's just no. her journey it's just okay. about
1: her yeah mm-hmm. absolutely
0: so yeah. it's like yeah very very cool very well done
1: and ashley to go with what he's saying they wrote an epic battle scene at the end and mm-hmm. she was like what is this and then she leaves <laughs> right Go complain about the complain about it to the writers mm-hmm. <laughs> and seriously just, yeah and she's just like why are we doing this and yeah. so it, it does not come to be at the end
0: <laughs> yeah and evidently she did a lot of that in the comics too like she would mm-hmm. you know i, I was uh, like somebody would say like they she would have to fight like a bunch of like frog monsters or something and then she would actually look at the not the screen but the the what is it called the yeah page.
1: the page yeah. and
0: call out the writer by name like really was it john or whatever and it's like really john or whatever his name was mm-hmm. you're you're really gonna make me write frogs no fix this like you do a lot of that <laughs> kind
2: of stuff so funny
0: so, i love it um, oh boy but uh So now the thing that uh, I was going to mention before about Mm -hmm. how she breaks the fourth wall in this particular episode, the very last episode, and I had this, I knew it was coming because I had kind of seen it before. Mm -hmm. It still made me feel very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Like the way she breaks the fourth wall is that she looks at the camera, she says something, and then it goes immediately to the Disney Plus menu, like with Mm -hmm. the- as if i had just pressed menu
1: yeah like you backed out of it like mm-hmm. you
0: backed out of it and it just stopped and so like you instinctively you find yourself reaching for your remote like wait just you like like press did something I on accident and then the little slot where you click on she hulk pops out and then out comes jen as she hulk crawling mm-hmm. out of it like the girl from the ring yes. and then she hops from one thing to another she hops into like a, a behind the scenes like documentary yes. se- docu mm-hmm. series uh-huh. And I'm just sitting there watching. I'm like, I don't like this. This is uncomfortable <laughs> no. for me.
2: No, like, I, I don't
0: agree. like things coming out of my screen.
1: No, I didn't think
0: I'd be that uncomfortable, but it was very uncomfortable for me to watch. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not even meant to be scary, but ugh, it's so. not. But it was very weird. <sighs> yeah, it was
0: <laughs> glad I'm not alone in that.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: Yeah. But oh, uh, goodness. Yeah. But, but it's it's a aside from that, it's a really funny episode because she jumps from the series to the behind the scenes series where mm-hmm. she actually literally goes into the writer room mm-hmm. and just chews them out for how bad it's written. Mm-hmm. She's like, "No, you guys got to fix this." Yep. So.
1: Yeah, and she okay, goes to I find I might have to put this on my list. She and she goes to <laughs> yeah. find Kevin. So you're thinking Kevin Feige is going to be in this. Yeah. He's not. She He's can't a, find him. No. Kevin is a like robot AI machine, yeah, <laughs> that God. controls Marvel, and there was a whole Joker. So Kevin's not real. <laughs> they, they Kevin Feige always wears a hat, like a Marvel hat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they wanted to design a robot with a hat, and he was like, "That's stupid." The robot wouldn't wear a hat, so instead, they just designed it as part of the unit. So right. the thing still has like a hat-looking visor, yeah. and yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yes. And Kevin is, like, an interface, uh, an acronym for, like, knowledge interface, I remember. some yeah. video of something. I don't know
1: what mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, but... it's an acronym, not even, like, a name. So, <laughs> right. Kevin's
3: not real. Got it. Right.
0: <laughs> Pretty much.
1: Yeah.
3: Kevin very, is a controlled AI robot.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: yes. It follows an algorithm of uh, story mm-hmm. arcs.
1: Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No
3: wonder we have so many Marvel m- movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So I touched on the uh hero villain thing. Um mm-hmm. as soon as I saw when she goes to see the uh was the fashion, what is his name? Um Luke Jacobs Davidson. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then he goes up to the thing that he's preparing for another one of his clients and it turns out to be the Daredevil mask. I was like,
1: mm-hmm. that Murdoch's gonna show up.
0: Oh my god, yeah. be great. Mm-hmm. uh and then sure enough, he shows up and I love when he shows up as a lawyer because he's mm-hmm. just so much cooler as a lawyer. I mean he's cool as Daredevil.
1: Yeah, but, but we just like I agree.
0: Yeah, just cruising into the courtroom, just mm-hmm. fully, just cool with himself, and just owns everybody in the room. I'm like, that's my dude. Mm-hmm. That's
1: my dude. Yeah, his intro was great, and I loved it.
0: So good. So good. Um, and and this is what really stood out to me when I saw them actually meet, is that he's probably the only real other superhero that can actually relate to her like on the same level mm-hmm. that she's on. Like as much as we love Bruce and his attempt to try to understand her, you know, from the Hulk point of view, it's very different for Bruce, you know, because we talked about it earlier. He's never had to, you know, he's, it wasn't easy for him, you know, Mm -hmm. it was all easy for her, but more than that, it's never had to be a situation where Bruce Banner and the Hulk have to be integrated into the public eye. Mm -hmm. It's really only the Mm -hmm. Hulk. Yeah. Uh, Whereas, you know, I mean, Bruce became a public figure uh, by, by out of necessity because he was part of the Avengers but as a person he's reclusive He you know yes. he's a scientist he stays in the background he doesn't you know he doesn't have a, a relationship or he doesn't have a family or he doesn't see his family whereas Jen it's the exact opposite mm-hmm. you know both of her personalities are very much in the public eye so mm-hmm. the, only other, the only other person who could really understand that would be Matt Murdock even mm-hmm. though Daredevil isn't really like nobody knows that he's Daredevil but it's still very much like a public persona of having to integrate yeah. both Mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. you know his life
2: mm-hmm. um
0: so and that's what's so interesting and different about jen is that she doesn't want to be a superhero. she just wants to be mm-hmm. a person yep so and that, that's really the whole premise of the show is it explores how can she do that you know mm-hmm. how can a person exactly that? so um so yeah it's good to see matt there and uh mm-hmm. I think he's you know i think they're very good for each other
1: yeah i agree
0: so what else oh yes uh i added this point today uh wong is the mr rogers of the mcu
1: i love him so much
0: and no one can tell me differently
1: he just Uh, pop up everywhere now he should i want him in everything i love
0: him he's he's comfort food like in the form seeing, of a character
3: i feel like i see his name in like all these different show notes now i'm like where is he coming from
1: mm-hmm. well and i liked it in this too because it was not as serious like no. he had this whole thing dr strange and it was pretty freaking intense mm-hmm. <laughs> and this was not so it was nice
0: yeah well we see a different side of it. i mean mm-hmm. he just wants to chill out and binge watch his new shows
1: yeah and he befriends this like party girl <laughs> so funny. But he's watching like the Sopranos this right. is us I can't remember if there was another oh, one the gosh. Sopranos in particular was super mm-hmm. funny
0: and she oh. just becomes his like TV watching buddy
1: yeah they're just drinking and hanging out yeah. and watching TV mm-hmm. it's adorable oh gosh
0: And she calls them Wongers
1: Wongers yeah Wongers, <laughs> Wongers. they're so funny oh my god
0: Uh it's cute I
1: loved it oh,
0: yeah but uh yeah all in all it was uh you know it was it was very well done show and uh mm-hmm. you know i thought it was really you know good and um yeah yeah good stuff it was different it was a little more fun a little more lighthearted yeah. um but you see things from a very different perspective as opposed mm-hmm. to what we've been used to
2: so mm-hmm. i think that's I uh, I think that's good
1: yeah so i'm gonna start with one of your last points about how She doesn't really want to be a superhero. It's Mm -hmm. just this is what it is now. She got stuck with this. She didn't choose it. It just happened to her. But I mean, you know, you can say the same about Bruce, obviously. But um, for her, the struggles that she goes through, they the difference in this show is, number one, she's showing her struggles with not wanting to be a superhero and dealing with integration, just like Dan said so well. Number two, I think part of the problem why did not appeal is, let's be honest, Marvel is probably heavily geared towards the guys. The men.
0: Let's just talk about the elephant in the room. You know, that's we're all thinking it. We're
1: all it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, we can enjoy it too. And Ashley, um, you, me, you, me, and Alex, we had like a whole conversation about how we don't need things to be feminine for us to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I still believe stands. But this is more geared towards women. It's all written by women. That's all that's Mm -hmm. in the writer's room. It's filmed, produced. It's women, it's heavily (laughs) female based. But I don't think it's overly feminism. You know like pushing that in your face or like geared that way but i do think that is part of the problem because she talks about like she wants to go on dates right she's single she wants to meet somebody the guys are not interested in her unless she's a she-hulk so she makes a she-hulk dating profile because she's beautiful and she's big and strong i don't think she's not beautiful as regular old jen i think she's still beautiful but she's shorter she's got curly hair it's a different persona and she really struggles with that. And there's this whole thing with abomination and he like a therapy group.
0: Oh my for God. Her. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> for, her,
1: for other like people struggling with their identities and their supernatural issues. It's, it's very cute. That whole setup, yeah. but she gets stuck there. She doesn't really want to be in the therapy group and she's kind of mad about it, but eventually she joins and she has this really great speech where she talks about, you know, like. She, how she is struggling, like, you know, now everybody wants me to be the she-hulk, but I'm losing my identity. Like, I'm two different people stuck in one, and while I have appreciation for both, it's hard when now people don't want to see me as a person as I was before, you know? Like, yeah. like it's really hard for her dealing with the two identities. Like he was saying, like, she loves the attention, she loves it, that you know, she embraces the she-hulk, but at the same time, she's just like... I don't i don't want to just be the she-hulk you know i'm another person outside of that yeah. and i think that was just it was such a great speech that she did and it just showed how much sadness she had um but I, I do think that is part of the problem is that we're dealing with a lot of emotions in this one you know rightly so and she's a woman and she's dating she's sleeping with men multiple men and i think that's fine there's nothing wrong with that character but you know there's always that certain stigma of when guys do it it's okay when women do it it's not and i do think that may have come in a little bit where i don't think it was played any sort of way in the show but i do think that probably was part of the Mm -hmm. the ratings and 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 it really was just showing her life it wasn't meant to be i'm going out as a she-hulk and i'm beating up everybody while there were some fight scenes Mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. mostly yeah like you said it was just it's funny it's fun it's lighthearted. it's talking about her struggles her life it's a look into jen's dealings with this new persona she has to put on that's really mm-hmm. the focus of the show and i do think that that's probably why some people rate it a little lower mm-hmm. in my opinion
3: yeah it, i wondered like when you said you had other issues, other things that mm-hmm. you thought of, and yeah. as you guys were describing the show, I'm like, this does not sound like a superhero Marvel yeah. show that mm-hmm. we have come to, I mean, honestly, anybody who loves Marvel has come to um, expect mm-hmm. that it's going to be a um, a superhero show where there's going to be an epic battle or there's going to be a nemesis or or mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. And if that didn't offer that in this show, uh, yeah, I can see the ratings being extremely low because mm-hmm. as you guys were describing it, I'm like, this sounds like a like a young adult, college age, teen contemporary novel, except just mm-hmm. she's a she Hulk,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Like it doesn't yeah, in a lot of like ways, yeah. An
3: adventure. It's mm-hmm. just like a regular fiction book.
1: Yeah, I, know, I mean, it's, it's just just this thirty something year old woman who's just trying to figure out her life, yeah. essentially. Yeah.
0: And she references that, too. She mm-hmm. says, you know, my epic battle is my life. My dark mm-hmm. night of the soul is I'm just getting screwed over.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You know? Well, you and you know
3: what the other, as you I, I say that, so... I really believe that a lot of people who walk into Marvel, who walk into Star Wars, who walk into all these different things, me included, Mm -hmm. we don't want something that is showing us what we're dealing with in real life. We want to be transported elsewhere Mm -hmm. and not deal with what we're struggling with. And She-Hulk, if I would have watched She-Hulk, what, two years ago? Mm -hmm. I probably would have threw it at the wall, metaphorically, Mm -hmm. because that was literally what I was going through two years ago as a 30-something single who was still trying to figure out herself as mm-hmm. she moves around so we don't want those we don't want to be brought into our own reality during this time in our lives mm-hmm. because of everything that's going on in the world I think that's a big problem with or why we don't see as many kind of realistic uh, shows and movies anymore is because we've gone through so much crap the past three four years with COVID mm-hmm. and all the stuff that's happening overseas etc um politics and all the things that we just want fantasy and adventure and i think that's why marvel and mm-hmm. star wars and and the other things outside of the disney universe that our fantasy are just exploding because it literally takes us out of our reality
1: mm-hmm. that's true yeah i can de- I
0: can definitely see that i mean mm-hmm. es- escapism can be very healing mm-hmm. in uh you know times of crisis and, you know, times of heavy things going on in the world. Mm -hmm. I know, I think um, Emma Watson uh, referenced this during one of the Harry Potter um, behind the scenes. It's like you have a safe place to go where you can feel safe and feel loved and,
2: Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Um, So, yeah, it's it's I can definitely see like it's it's kind of getting away from that and being reminded of where you actually are Mm -hmm. is definitely Mm off-putting.
1: But I do think it's good to have the conversation, too, even though I agree with what you said oh, 100%. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I'm happy a, that maybe balance. exactly that we are starting to add things in like this, where she's talking about, you know, mental health is a big deal right now, which is essentially mm-hmm. what you're alluding to. Right. And mm-hmm. what you're saying. So and the fact that she addresses it like I'm unhappy, like you would think I wouldn't be. I've got everything, right? The She-Hulk. I work at a great firm, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm still unhappy and it's hard. And mm-hmm. sometimes, like, I like stuff like that. <laughs> Maybe I just like to be depressed. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, I do enjoy watching <laughs> shows where I can relate to it in that way and be like, you know what? You're struggling, too. I'm struggling, too. And this makes me feel like I'm not alone. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's good and bad, most definitely, to this kind of stuff. And it's I think it, either way, it's great that Marvel is branching out. Mm-hmm. And we're not getting the same thing over and over again for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: maybe that's why people are giving, maybe that's why people are getting so marveled out is because they've literally been giving us the same thing over and over and over again. Like, we got mm-hmm. all the way up to end game, and then we're like, oh, okay, it's done,
2: mm-hmm. the epic now journey
3: is ended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, now what should have been moving on to something else, not continuing? Right. To do the same thing over and over again in smaller formats. Mm-hmm. Um and so it sounds like She Hulk is like this this experiment to try to get away from what they've been doing. And mm-hmm. it sounds like it failed in a sense. Um but it I really have a lot of views, do. so I don't know
1: if Disney viewed it as a failure. And she's gonna be brought into future projects. So mm-hmm.
3: Okay, good. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping they they try to do more of it. Mm-hmm. Um Miss Marvel Ms. Marvel to try to help with a little bit of transition i feel (laughs) had kind of half and half of what you're talking about like as you're talking about she hulk i'm like okay that was pretty much miss marvel until about
1: episode five and then miss marvel started a lot of action adventure which
3: makes sense because it's a teen show so it kind of has to have you have to yeah when you got a superhero you got to have some sort of when -hmm. she actually wants to be a superhero you have to have some sort of
1: thing yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay Yeah, let's let's dive into Ms. Marvel then <laughs> to keep us moving along. Go for it. Because uh, I think we, we kind of got through She-Hulk. We did. All right. <laughs> so Ms. Marvel, the summary for this one is Kamala, a 16-year-old superhero fan with an imagination, particularly when it comes to Captain Marvel, feels like she doesn't fit in at school. And sometimes even at home, that is until she gets superpowers like the heroes she admires. Yeah. So I think that was a good summary. Thank you. Guys. It was. This one is TVPG released June 8th, 2022. I had six episodes. This one got a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 98% from critics, according to Rotten Tomatoes, and 80% from the audience. So nice. A
0: little
1: bit higher. I completely agree. (laughs) And again, probably if it got any lower ratings, again, I think we're looking at the The male thirty-something who just didn't understand the show or didn't try to, or try to watch it. Yeah, that's my my not to put every male thirty-something in a box. (laughs) I don't want to do that.
0: No, I'm with you. We dudes can kind (laughs) of. Bees, yeah there pig-headed. are some
1: bros out there who just need to chill out okay not everything needs to be made I can be
0: pig-headed about some stuff sometimes so <laughs> we're well, guilty guilty just as much of this stuff uh,
1: we definitely and we all are pig-headed about um, things. <laughs> yeah just we give
0: us like the right our, topic you know
1: yeah give us the right topic and we're yeah, just like let's I can pull like out our right now
0: the way we want them
1: huh? Ashley oh no what what is Hollywood Studios called it is MGM what is what is <laughs> Disney Springs called it is downtown Disney I mean those are smaller We changed but- that I didn't even know that. Friends, it's years Disney years spring years now. Ago. It's so dumb.
0: Wow, I didn't that. Like
1: five years, six, seven. It's, I don't it's go to a Disney, while. so you know. So <sighs> was the, okay?
3: I gotta ask. Was the last time you were at Disney in spring? Um, when you guys came to visit me, Becca and Holly at Disney that summer or that spring break? N-
0: I no, I went a year later. That was my last time. So 2010 was my last time in Disney.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. It's changed. <laughs> a bit.
3: Dan. Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm so sad for you.
0: Don't be sad for me. I mean, I enjoy Disney, but you know, it's not a regular part of my visiting regiment.
3: To to Star Wars Land. I don't care about oh, the yeah, other no, stuff for you. Gonna... I know that's not gonna appeal to you, but Star Wars Land.
0: Yeah, I I, I am gonna have to get there at some point. You i need keep to. forgetting about it honestly it, it, it's just the i don't know i mean I, ever since i was eight i mean that was my last time where disney was like oh, for me you know oh, i'm a universal so guy what can i say
2: so sad
3: yeah. it's okay boy hasn't been to disney like a park yet so this will be his mm-hmm. first experience
0: oh he's never been
3: never Oh, he's okay. like walked into downtown disney when it was downtown disney gotcha. he has never been to a park so we are going to mgm uh, okay typically mm-hmm. star wars land to mm-hmm. um, help with the first transition because <laughs> yes. he has no choice if he's going to be with me the rest of his life it's just mm-hmm. going to happen he's going to go to disney
1: yeah
0: we'll start in the place that he's familiar with you know the star wars yeah, i'm assuming he's you said he's a star wars guy right? He a big... he's a
3: star wars guy okay. he likes he is an original three star wars
0: uh, ah, he's seen all the you. others
3: but he's like uh, he knows the good um
0: <laughs> they're and... <laughs> all good what are we talking about okay um they all got their moments
3: yeah they all got their moments uh we're doing lightsaber we're doing the lightsaber workshop and we're doing the droid depot so
1: nice.
3: yeah he can you book that um in 20 days
1: because i just checked i knew you would know
3: <laughs> that's why i'm like well to- i got the tickets. so our tickets for universal and for disney are booked
2: mm-hmm. pretty I much everything I that i needed
3: to buy ahead of time is booked and then i just got to make reservations in like 20 days and then we're gonna go yeah right. okay i'm super excited but we got off topic so uh, a cast <laughs> of ms marvel <laughs>
1: All right. So, back to this. Iman Villani is Kamala Khan aka Ms. Marvel and she's as we amazing. S- I know. I love as her. we said, she's a 16-year-old Pakistani-American high school student from Jersey City. She's an aspiring artist, avid gamer, and she writes superhero fan fiction about heroes like Carol Danvers aka Captain Marvel. She gains the ability to harness cosmic energy and create a hard light constructs from a magical bangle fun fun
2: cool
1: Matt Lintz is Bruno that's Kamala's best friend and a tech genius who has a crush on her what are you doing we don't talk about Bruno oh yeah <laughs> I'm sorry like it. the first time she said his name in the show I'm like oh, Bruno we are not talking about Bruno what are you doing here oh my God okay so Yasmin Fletcher is Nakia that's Kamala's close friend Zenobia Shroff is Muniba, that's Kamala's mother. Mohan Kapoor is Yusuf, that is Kamala's father. Sagar Sheikh is Amir, and that's her older brother. And we have Rish Shah as Kamran, that is a boy that Kamala has a crush on, big crush. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, Nirma Buka is uh, Kamran's mother, who's also the leader of the clandestines, who are a big freaking deal in this tv show yeah. yeah they're uh i don't know like i feel like they're made to be like bad but it's a struggle i don't know
3: <sighs> yeah
1: i put that on all of them the thoughts opinions did you bother to watch this did you not notice that i, I put them for literally noticed. i copied and pasted every one of these i put <laughs> just in the show notes friends because obviously you can't see them at the end of trivia i would put thoughts opinions did you bother to watch this and then i would start with ashley because i always assumed she probably didn't although i was like 50 50 on this one because i did highly recommend it but i was like then we'll put dan next because he'll probably actually have something to say about at least half of these (laughs) wow i got two of them
0: so that's something
1: i am offended I, I did like sense the uh,
0: passive-aggressive hinting at the uh, "Did you bother to watch this?" Was like, oh. yeah,
1: that was aimed at Ashley solely. Okay. Oh, I know. Yeah, it really was. I, although I was like, like "Damn, maybe you did miss Marvel?" you know, yeah.
3: How many times have I told you that I'm just not interested in the Marvel anymore?
1: Well, once you got the Hogwarts show, their um, game too, I was like, "Well, now she's not going to watch any of this." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
2: so I immediately you know was like, you "Well, there blame, that goes."
1: You can blame boy. Boy. <laughs> Okay, I'll send him a message and be like, what is wrong with you? You're ruining my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's do the trivia real quick. And then Ashley can talk about the show she watched. So there we go. So Kamala debuted in Marvel Comics uh, not that long ago in 2013 as Miss Marvel. So she's a newer Marvel character. Mm -hmm. I thought she was fairly new. Yeah. This was Mm post-Stanley. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Iman Velani became a fan of Kamala Khan aka Miss Marvel when she read the 19 issue run of Miss Marvel Mecca mirroring Kamala's fangirl tendencies she dressed up as Miss Marvel for Halloween when she was 15 and I thought that was Aww. fun, Aww. fun little tie and I was like oh she's already a fan okay. And Miss Marvel is Marvel's first live action Muslim hero yeah branching out a little nice. bit again Marvel good job mm-hmm. getting the diversity mm-hmm. out there yeah. And when Bruno tells Kamala that there is a mutation in her DNA, you can hear the X-Men, the animated series theme song playing. You can. Mm -hmm. I heard it
3: as soon as they said the mutation. I'm like, Mm
1: -hmm. X-Men. It's coming. They're coming. coming. And this is not trivia trivia, but when I was watching it, it literally opens with a weekend song playing. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to like this show just because of the way it opened. Like it was such a good intro to her character with her sitting Mm -hmm. there the weekends playing and I'm like all right I think I can vibe with this girl so it was that was just more like a like a fun little thing that I was like okay I like
3: this is it sad I had no clue that was a weekend song
1: no I guess okay good you're forgiven for that
3: (laughs) well I just music mainstream yeah it's not all bad
2: no. no, I just I like haven't sat
3: down and walk, like listened to it anymore because mm-hmm. I don't like listening to the commercials on the radio anymore because I have Spotify. Mm-hmm. So I just mm-hmm. pick a playlist of my own that's already been made.
0: Well, radio then, is 95% commercials anyway. So this is true.
3: Yeah. Um, yes. And the play, because the playlist, they, when my playlist ends, it picks other songs that aren't on the playlist that would go along with it. in the weekend okay. and some of those types of pe- like music genres is not on my playlist.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's okay.
0: Most but modern music is what I've like seen referenced on TikTok posts. Like that's how I that's fair. learned about most music.
1: That's so. fair. Yeah,
3: you're not
2: Inaccurate.
3: wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sammy is right. This is the only show on this list for this episode that I have watched yeah um but it was absolutely adorable i need a second season like now i i want to turn on my tv and have a second season Mm -hmm. because it was so cute it was very much the disney channel vibes um and i think it's what i needed amongst the marvel kingdom for me to actually like Mm -hmm. something again um just because it just i don't know it pulled me in to the YA world. It felt very YA. Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't know what that means people, it means young adult. And Mm -hmm. that's like my niche when it comes to books and, and different in my writing and different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it was great. I thought Kamala was, is is such a sweet girl and she looks like a normal teenage girl. And let me reference this. I'm not talking about race because I love that they brought in like, I love that they brought in diversity. I mm-hmm. think it worked great with the story. Um, but what I mean by normal teenage girl is she is not like what can I reference? She's not like very uh, uh, high,
0: she, like non, like nineties. Yeah, well, kinda. that's where I
3: was going. I was going like she's all that. The movie she's all that. Yes. From back in the day, mm-hmm. she's wearing the glass. Like she's not like one of those girls who's very hot, just wearing glasses and bad clothes, and then mm-hmm. they blossom her into this beautiful beauty queen when they get. The confidence that's not what this is. She literally looks like an everyday girl. she um has curves. She's not mm-hmm. like the stick figure tall girl. she's mm-hmm. medium height like it I I feel like this was a great representation of just middle school high school girls mm-hmm. uh in, in this show. um and I don't know how old she is when she started when she filmed this, but she looks like she's high school age like she has is very baby face mm-hmm. um. It just it, it was great i absolutely adore um how they portrayed kamala in this show and mm-hmm. um i mean is it i mean is that what her name was sorry i forgot already yeah i mean uh did an absolute fantastic job of it um let's see here what did, i said something else oh um in the show for kamala she is um she like what did i say well, is beautiful and who oh, she's beautiful in who she is, and she doesn't lose that during the show. Like she doesn't have to change. She doesn't think she mm-hmm. needs to change or be something different. She incorporates who she is into the um the superpowers when she gets right. High. So loved mm-hmm. it. Um, now <laughs> this was a typical love triangle because this sure is a YA was. show. Let's be honest, yeah, it's YA, and they shove in a triangle. This yeah. is literally my least favorite trope. I hate the love triangle trope it's ridiculous i literally just did a rant about this on my podcast that came out on uh the 24th yeah. uh, about this um because you have bruno who's like the typical best friend who's in love with her you always have a typical best friend who's in love with the main character and yeah. then you got the hot new guy
1: mm-hmm.
3: it's literally this. It's literally
1: what it was yes mm-hmm.
3: um now he does show interest in her which is not always the case but honestly Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of either of these boys I think Bruno needs more confidence I don't like him for her um and Cameron just he just seems like a bad guy in the making like I Mm -hmm. don't know where he goes from here I don't know the comics but he just seems like a bad guy and we don't need the villains to lovers trope going on either Mm -hmm. um so I suggest the red arrow guy as her only love
1: interest i i can get behind like that him. yeah he helps her out briefly in the show yes. and i was literally like is this the guy she's gonna if she this ends up with somebody the guy i really thought maybe they would pull a like bait and switch and then i was like oh no we're just oh. we're just doing the the bruno Cameron like thing and to go with what you're saying just real quick why does bruno yeah. have to be in love with her why can't they just be best friends why? I don't know. Why? It just annoys me Because so there's much. no She's... angst
0: that way. Oh, my God. Just we let me be need more inference. angst because uh, there's not enough angst in the world. Everyone well, needs to be
1: angsty. Because what? They almost kissed kiss That is sarcasm. She has to deal with these powers. That's her angst, okay? Exactly. <laughs> yes, but exactly. she... Oh, okay, so
3: what really, really annoyed me is that they almost kissed twice, her and Bruno, <sighs> and then her and Cameron almost kissed twice. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, okay, girly girl, what are you doing? Just stop. Just stop. Stop, stop, stop. But anyways, so next season, red arrow guy as her main love interest.
1: I can get Cameron, that.
3: Cameron is probably going to go bad guy. Bruce just needs to stay in California and her best friend needs to be um oh what's her name? Yasmine. Yeah. Yasmine needs to I be like the main Yasmeen. best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was I like fun. Her. I needed more of her.
1: Yeah, she should have been um, more in more prominently showcased.
3: Yeah, because like she was even like for her I love her character in the fact that she isn't just um, standing up for herself as a woman. She's standing up for herself as a Muslim woman who's Mm -hmm. like this thing that only men have been able to do sorry dan she's um running for the board like the um temple board yes their muslim temple board which you so know is normally all men. an all-man thing gotcha. she runs for it and she actually gets it which oh, is amazing okay. yeah. so there's a lot of like behind the scene like the um not behind the scenes but the the um side side stories I guess is what you call them Mm -hmm. that are very empowering and I love it
1: yeah I did enjoy her story too
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so Kamala's grandmother oh oh my gosh she was hilarious
1: she was very funny um
3: she's like in in true grandma style she facetimes her granddaughter and puts the phone up here (laughs) and all you see
1: is her eye poor Kamala (laughs) is just like can you can you move the phone away from your face
3: um (laughs) But the whole premise of the show of how she gets her 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 powers and how mm-hmm. her grandma kind of brings her in on that is just really cool to see, like, um, the history of it. Because you really don't understand why she's getting her powers until, like, episode, what was it, five? Yeah, we we're, yeah, were
1: pretty far into the series before you kind of understand what's happening.
3: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I have too many thoughts and I'm trying to keep them organized so I don't mess everyone up um the development between Kamala and her mother is great you have the whole like rebellious teenage mom very protective holding on tight and Kamala wants to you know go free that's a normal mm-hmm. thing now i do think they rush the development between her mom and Kamala because there's like a shift like she's very protective and doesn't trust Kamala and then after episode 5 when they go to pakistan to um because um her grandma like says you need to come here you need to understand what this bangle does because her grandmother knew about it there's a huge shift and it's right. very very quick mm-hmm. it's like and now her mom is supportive and says, yeah. "Go do what you need to do and be free child it was very quick
1: it's like as soon as they figure out she has the powers and all that her mom's just like oh, okay cool and i'm like wouldn't you be worse now about letting yeah. her go do stuff
3: yeah, I, I need that. I, I really wanted to see that flushed out a little bit more. I also wanted to see episode or when they were in Pakistan flushed out a little bit more. I feel like mm-hmm. that was very quick, but I know it's like six episodes, so they have to like-
1: Yeah, cram it in. Keep
3: it rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was great how they actually showed the struggle to get used to her powers. I feel like in other superhero movies, uh, I feel like after they do like one montage, they're like an expert of their powers and she mm-hmm. did not- actually get a hold of her powers until 10 minutes before the end of episode six very
1: very end (laughs) Um, so
3: you you see the struggle and i feel like it was more realistic um because i think finally everything came together at at the end of like she realized all the things um so in this show dan do you know any i feel like i you don't do you know the premise of the show at all i do not Okay. So
0: I'm kind of, this is lost. this is my introduction to it. So. Okay.
3: Lost. Sorry, I'm not the good person to introduce this to you. Yeah,
0: no, I'm not lost. I'm oh. following it pretty well. I'm just like...
3: Okay. Yeah, I think you're explaining yeah. things
1: as you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
3: uh, so she gets her powers because she puts on this bangle that her grandmother sent her on purpose, which I found hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it is, is her, her grandmother sent her this bangle and the bangle was her, was Kamala's great-grandmother's bangle. Um and it and it starts the the powers or awakens the powers in her you learn right. that she actually has a mutation inside of her that that this bangle kind of opens up that opens it up to her um, but you when she starts when she starts showing her powers there's a department that ends up being the real villains of the show um a department that is going after her because she's an enhanced person Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the department's called but it was ridiculous like I don't I don't like I don't like how they put it together um their the name is weird um mm-hmm. they don't I'm, really have a normal plan it's I'm, not
0: I'm wondering if that's an off like a non-brand version of Weapon X because they don't actually or maybe they do I don't know now because they I know the term enhanced was what they substituted for mutant because they didn't yes. use mutant back in the day uh-huh. so the the um institute that like goes after mutants so they can turn them into weapons is called weapon x but i don't know yeah. if that's what that's called in the mcu so that may be like i think they changed did no. they change
1: the? i think they changed <laughs> the name but i think that's almost what it is though right.
0: but i mean it's like the same institute just under a different name because they can't use the name like that's what i'm wondering
3: yeah it's kind of like the government going after um like the superheroes when they like entrapped to them so that they couldn't use their powers in the world you know how there was like a oh, okay. yeah, the yeah. movie, like they put them in a, a underwater yeah, prison. A prison thing mm-hmm. yeah kind of like that sort of deal so as i'm like oh so my que- i have so many questions about it i'm like okay i didn't know about that de- department you talked about i'm like okay mm-hmm. so is it mm-hmm. a splinter of that is it a splinter of shield after shield was disbanded because of mm. what's his face um is it a part of sword which is the new kind of department that's watching over all of this like what we don't know who the heck they are they just kind of bounce in and out Mm -hmm. and they actually end up being the end the villains because they're trying to take away kamala and then inadvertently cameron because he gets powers randomly i need that Mm -hmm. so
1: yeah. So it sounds
0: like a version of Weapon X.
1: Yeah. I think okay. they're going after specifically like the mutants. I think that right. is their main goal. I don't think they gotcha. would mess with the Hulk or anything like that. I think they're literally yeah. the mutants. Okay. Yeah.
3: So that makes sense. So the other part of the story is the reason the bangle is so important. So um this kind of brings in a little bit of multiverse into the show. There's these characters called the clandestines. They're or they also call themselves Jinns, which is I don't remember what a djinn is. I think it's like an evil genie or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were exiled from their verse, from their their realm right. that's in a different pocket. And this bangle was supposed to help them get back there. Well, Kamala's great grandmother realized that it was actually very dangerous. It was gonna destroy the world, sort of deal. So yes. she hid it from the rest of her clan. Um her great grandmother was a djinn, so that means Kamala is a djinn. Um, and uh, the people that she hid it from are trying to get Kamala. So, you got the department going after Kamala, and you got the djinns going after Kamala yeah. to try to get this band so that way they can get back to their world. So, they actually do open up the veil on accident. Um, I don't even like she smacks it with something and she goes back in time, and there's this whole thing, but the veil's open and the um. The woman who killed her great grandmother, because they like age very, very slowly from where they're from, um, like sacrificed herself to close the veil. But when she yes. sacrificed herself to close the veil, she said her son's name, which is Cameron. And then this magical power somehow got inside of him. Now yes. he can do the same thing as her. And it's just very, very confusing.
0: Mm-hmm. I need more
1: episodes. Welcome to Marvel. <laughs> I need more episodes.
0: This this seems like a very you type of story.
1: It is. I told yeah. you.
3: I need another season. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, they do. There's just a lot of fun things in this show. She does a cool time travel where she gets to actually see what happened to her great grandmother because for a while you have no clue what happened to her and then you find out she got killed. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but I I say this at the end. I need a second season. I don't need her in X-Men things. I don't want her to be a part of an X-Men show. I just will not be her.
1: She will be back in a movie very soon. I don't know about a season two, but she will be in I know in about the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I know about the movie, which mm-hmm. I'm excited for, but I just need her. I don't, yeah. I, I am, I'm excited for the movie, but I need another season of her.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I'll stop ranging.
1: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the plans are. Because we have a whole other show still. We have to I know. go through. We, we got a couple <laughs> things to go through. Um, I don't know. Because it seems some of these TV show things that Marvel is doing are one-offs. Like WandaVision. Well, that was it. There's not supposed to be mm-hmm. any more WandaVision. I've heard potentially for She-Hulk, maybe season two, maybe not. So you yeah. can't guarantee anything in the Marvel universe, whether you will get more or not. Dumb. I like to do a lot of one-off Mini series. Loki's getting a season two. Why can't anybody? I understand. I understand that. But some of these shows, they go into it and they're like, this is it. We're just Mm going to introduce the character and then we're going to do other things with them. And that is that.
0: A lot of them end in a way that's more or less. Like it completes the main, like it leaves stuff open, but it completes mm-hmm. like the main story in a way exactly. that's satisfying enough to where it's like, okay, yeah, I can. Like Moon Knight is kind of like that. We'll get to Moon, yeah. Moon Knight, you know exactly. Then. Yeah, we're like about to. Like it leaves it open, mm-hmm. but it ends very satisfyingly. So like, if they never okay. get another Moon Knight, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Yeah, I doubt that Well, but we never know. There
3: was a post on December twenty fifth of twenty twenty two. Marvel Studios' original plan for MCU's Ms. Marvel includes multiple Disney Plus seasons.
1: Okay, so they do plan to do yeah. more for her. So, so there you go so she's one who's okay. going to get multiple seasons. I'm happy yeah um so I don't have a lot to add because you kind of covered a lot of it you know as I expected you would <laughs> when I really watch this show um uh, but one thing we didn't talk about that that was a lot a lot of fun at the beginning of this was Avenger Con and how there's yes. literally like a Comic Con for Avengers that she goes to and is a big deal for her and I'm like how meta is that because we go to these comic cons dressed as these characters too. And then this world, they have a whole Avengers con just for Mm -hmm. it. I just Mm -hmm. thought that was a lot of fun. And that's where she first starts to get her powers and it's a whole thing there. But I just, that was one of the really fun things I enjoyed about this show too. It was just, I'm like, yeah, that's how it is. (laughs) When you go to these nerdy conventions.
0: In a weird way, they sort of including the audience in on the story.
1: Exactly. Hey, Mm -hmm. you guys are part of this too.
0: Because it is. I mean, it is part of that Marvel world.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. and that's kamala because she is a fan of mm-hmm. the avengers and then she becomes her own superhero which we will not be able to do but <laughs> she's one of the lucky ones so that was well, science of is doing some crazy things now you never know yeah it's true you never know yeah
3: could be i forgot to mention at the end her dad explains what her name means and her name actually means marvel oh yeah and she, it was a cute scene he's like you her your name means um wonder and mm-hmm. and and marvel you're our little marvel and she just stops and looks at her dad she's like i have the same name as
1: captain marvel as, <laughs> as carol davers and she's like so excited i'm sorry mm-hmm. i had to add that in <laughs> yeah that's true and there was a great thing when you're talking about like her mom coming around when she had a homemade costume so she could mm-hmm. be like Captain Marvel and her mom like contributes to that, you know, like, oh, this mm-hmm. is this is the costume I made for you. Mm-hmm. And that was a really nice moment, too, for her to get her superhero and, outfit.
3: And it's like culturally it's culturally yes. made. Like if you look Related at it, it looks the, like a mm-hmm. I think it's called a sari of what like a, yeah. a teenager would wear, mm-hmm. wear yeah, with it's a little it's bit longer, a little Indian culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a fun show. It's very cute. Mm hmm. I'm glad they're going to do more. That's fine. I could see her doing more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's keep this rolling.
3: (laughs) yeah we saw two more I forgot we have, the holiday well special. to be
1: fair I don't really have much to say about the holiday special and werewolf by night's not going to take very long I don't think either so there's yeah. another I didn't night's- see werewolf Were- by
0: night on the list so yes know, like, it's
1: the- all the way at the end Yes. what okay. the heck is werewolf by Night? oh dear well, Lord I am like really God. bad the last two are movies so this is the last uh, TV show It is was midnight uh, oh God. All right, so Moon Knight, this series follows Stephen Grant, a mild-mannered gift shop employee, he works at a museum, who becomes plagued with blackouts and memories of another life. Stephen discovers he has dissociative identity disorder and shares a body with mercenary Mark Spector. As Stephen slash Mark's enemies converge upon them, they must navigate their complex identities while thrust into a deadly mystery among the powerful gods of Egypt yeah it's a lot (laughs) in this show going back and forth it's very trippy
0: a lot and
3: also
1: Uh, it's very trippy especially right at the beginning when I really knew nothing about Moonlight Moon Knight and I was just like what is happening with this guy he's like chained up in his room because he's like having these like traveling nightmares and he
0: chains himself to his own beds because he's like you know hey whatever he does in his sleep he doesn't want to hurt people Mm -hmm. so you I assumed he was like some kind of werewolf or
1: something right Mm -hmm. but no a whole other thing yeah this one is another TV 14 released March 30th 2022 it's got a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb rating 86% by critics on Rotten Tomato and 89% audience score. which does not surprise me at all for this movie mm-hmm. or show yeah we've got Oscar Isaac awesome super amazing, amazing. oh my gosh he's yeah. Mark Spector aka Moon Knight <sighs> aka Stephen Grant aka jack lockley jake lockley he plays a lot of yeah mostly two but there's a third one that pops up uh as we said he has dissociative identity disorder and his identities are all distinct characters and they're differentiated by each of their different attitudes and accents i guess technically too so that's how you know which one is which may calumway calumwee calum i don't know um as leila sorry mm-hmm. scarlet scarab she's an archaeologist and adventurer who is specter's wife and is aware that he is a moon knight and then you have kareem el hakim um and f marie abraham as khonshu so this is the egyptian moon god an outcast among the gods for waging a one god war on perceived injustices which necessitates him to find and use his avatar mark specter and Ethan Hawke is in this as Arthur Harrow. Yes. I, I didn't know he was in this and he popped Love up and I was Ethan like, Hawk. Ethan Hawke, what? He's a religious zealot who, and cult leader associated with the Egyptian goddess Amit looking to exact justice and judgment based on future crimes.
3: Yeah. Okay. I just need to get some things straight before you guys start talking about this show. <laughs> feel
1: <laughs> <great>. <laughs> it's feel It's a lot. <laughs> this show. So, yeah. 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 So
3: Mark Spector. Mm-hmm. Is it a spirit of him that somehow got trapped in this guy's body? Or literally, he's two separate people. Like, he has the two separate people where he married Layla. So he's like, he married Layla at a certain point, And then he turns back to Steven and doesn't realize he's married.
0: That's pretty accurate. Yeah, Mark yeah. is like the main guy, technically, who had yeah. a whole life. He married Layla. Unbeknownst to her, he has this disassociated identity named steven yes so ah
3: okay yeah. so steven is not the main like who he grew up being he grew up probably being mark
0: right which we don't know that until maybe episode what two three around oh, we yeah, don't know about that remember. until about yeah until a little bit a little bit okay because we yeah. first think steven's the main guy
1: because steven's who we meet first
3: right. okay okay yeah that that makes sense all right thank you now mm-hmm. Kanshu.
1: yes Uh, so
3: moon god outcasts among the gods so i'm assuming his spirit goes to mark and mark becomes the moon knight and like a version of the god and uses his powers is that what we're saying here basically yeah okay
0: yeah he like he like humans basically become like the avatars of the gods so like they're Mm -hmm. endowed with their powers and they communicate directly with them and they do their bidding or whatever Mm -hmm. um so yeah, that's uh, Mark slash Stephen. Is that for Khonshu?
1: Gotcha. Okay. Kind of like
0: the Egyptian Punisher in this, you know?
1: You just yeah, it's a good way to describe yeah. him. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, I I got it now. My brain's my brain's not confused. Yeah.
1: Okay, I hope it stays that way because yeah, this is.
3: Well, I just needed to <laughs> understand the no. Steve, Mark thing and, and Layla like no to be fair you put Layla in there and I'm like huh
1: no when you watch this you're just like okay and then when like jake pops up you're just like there's a third one right (laughs) what's happening i'm gonna worry about jake yeah no i'm just saying like i I get it it's yeah it's a lot Uh, all right let's do trivia real quick so for the scenes where steven and mark interact with each other rather than have oscar isaac try to act against a green screen stand-in or an extra marvel actually hired his brother the journalist actor michael benjamin uh bro Dameron Hernandez to service his double to help him act opposite himself so I thought that was very cool that they hired his brother for him to help out you know with those scenes Mm -hmm. and Isaac's British accent was criticized by the audience as soon as the first trailer was released Isaac explained that he put on a London English accent for Steven that he suggested was intentionally bizarre and unconvincing So he's saying he did that on purpose as far as the bad accent goes.
0: That shows how American I am because it sounded like an uh, an English accent.
1: I didn't know it was like a thing. Yeah. And then I started reading where people are like, oh, my God, his accent's terrible. And I was like, was it? (laughs) I guess I'm just like a dumb American, too. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Oh, gosh. Uh, moon Knight's producer grant curtis cited the psychological thriller memento as an influence on the show as well as action movies like indiana jones and the raiders of the last arc john wick and the born identity i thought that was a fun tie-in since we just did indiana jones not too long ago
2: mm-hmm.
3: oh gosh john wick and the born identity yeah this show had to be trippy
1: there's a lot oh, yeah. happening in this
3: <laughs> there's yeah. literally
1: a lot going on uh, and Oscar Isaac told Variety in March 2022, he is not contractually obligated to remain in the MCU after Moon Knight ends its six episode run so fans should not necessarily expect for him to show up in other features.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's why I'm like, Oh, I don't think he's coming back, yeah. but he could there's always that window. Yeah, there's
3: he like, could but funny how he like went back and like he was Star Wars and now he's Marvel that's just so yeah. you don't normally see that crossover
0: yeah i don't know like he did Mm -hmm. a great job but Mm -hmm. i feel like he needs to move on at Mm -hmm. this point in his career because if not he's gonna get keep getting typecasted in like superhero type roles and he's so much he's got so much more to him than that which Mm -hmm. you see a lot of in the show
1: yeah and i think this is fine as a one-off it was a good ride it was it was it was Mm -hmm.
0: like we don't really need any more midnight
1: no i agree all right take it away
0: okay um so yeah, I I went in 100% cold on this one. Yeah. Um, I The only thing I knew about it was that Ethan Hawke was in it and he played the bad guy, which that was pretty much my reason for watching it in the first place. Because mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan, I've been a huge mm-hmm. fan of Ethan Hawke for years, ever since like the Before Sunrise movie, if you're familiar with that. Um, so, you know, seeing him play a character that's totally out of his, you know, young sort of heartthrob kind of look and seeing him not just that but a bad guy Mm -hmm. and not just a bad guy but a cult leader i'm like okay that's my guy i gotta see what uh, it was all about and he did it he played it so very well Mm -hmm. um and uh i I don't know if we referenced it specifically oh yeah we, we touched on it briefly in the um in the summary but basically uh harrow the character is the leader of this cult who's trying to connect with the goddess ahmet who's like
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's like um the opposite of khonshu in that she basically wants to kill people before they do anything bad but she like yep. knows that they're going to yep. so it's like one version of fascism versus another version version of fascism basically
3: minority mo- report
0: yes very yeah. yes absolutely absolutely Minority like, report.
3: What? like there's some real or it's some... the
0: punisher versus minority report mm-hmm. yeah. There really look at it. Yeah. yeah okay so um yeah but uh and but i uh, yeah seeing that i i thoroughly enjoyed seeing ethan hawk as this guy i mean he's you know he's creepy he's charismatic he's charming he's totally mm-hmm. evil i mean he's everything a sadistic cult leader should be um mm-hmm. i'm probably so a little dead. too fascinated by him um but he's uh both him and um, Oscar Isaac, and I'm going to mm-hmm. say a lot of this in a minute in that, he's one of those actors that more than just becoming a character, like he knows how to transform his very likeness yes. into a character. Like just the way he references certain words, the way he pronounces things, the way, you know, certain uh, vocal inflection, you know, facial expressions, like it's so nuanced and it's it's it's, it's like hypnotic in a way. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yeah. And then seeing that done by Oscar Isaac uh, is one of the reasons why I think, I hope he moves on from superhero movies, because he's got so much more talent than just playing a superhero, because he literally Mm -hmm. had to play two different people in the same scene.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, he
0: had to go from Mark, the, you know, hardcore mercenary, you know, kind of wisecracking, but pretty much, you know, totally sure of himself, to this shy, timid, you know, Clark Kent kind of character, Mm -hmm. and... I mean you'd swear they were two different people yep you know and he did it so 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 well um so yeah thoroughly enjoyed that and i am a huge sucker for mythology in general so anything representing like any pantheon uh i'm gonna be all for it so the fact mm-hmm. that they really explored the egyptian pantheon uh like all the different like they didn't get too deep into like a lot of the the stories. But seeing a lot of the characters show up you know Mm -hmm. osiris show up and um you know the different you know like at one point they go into the pyramids of giza where like they have this council of the gods who are being embodied by human avatars so you see like a human version of what osiris would look like and you know these different other gods and goddesses and stuff and i'm like
1: i'm geeking out at this Mm -hmm. point this
0: is so cool but anubis never showed up and i was so mad because he's my favorite
1: no i'm sorry
0: yeah he only showed up as a statue but yeah
1: that's it yep
3: yeah, mm. yeah.
0: But um, anyway, so yeah. Um, what else can I say? I I feel like I'm glossing over a lot of it because it's so much more detailed yeah. than a lot of this. Like, I guess the biggest thing you need to know, anyone who hasn't seen it yet, is that it's it's really a war of the gods taking place in our world. True. Um mm. kind of like. Not really like Thor, because they're more or less demigods, but these are like on a much bigger scale.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds and- a little
3: bit more accurate, too, because Marvel tends to intermix mm-hmm. the pantheons or um, make it very inaccurate. Right. But mm-hmm. From what I'm hearing from this show, it's more accurate than what it's, they've done in the past. With it does seem and- a
0: lot more yeah, accurate to the Egyptian mythology when it comes mm-hmm. to their various gods and stuff. Mm -hmm. um so and then that combined with should i just go into like telling why mark and steven are two different people
1: yeah um because i mean this is
0: like huge i mean it is like the spoiler Mm -hmm. so um so i'd say for the first it's only six episodes long but for the maybe four or five episodes we see that you know how they are a split personality Mm
2: -hmm. but we don't
0: actually know why right and they keep sort of he keeps referencing something that happened in his childhood and you know he references actually we don't even see a reference to his mother until episode five where this random lady shows up in his memory
2: Mm
1: -hmm. kind of
0: you know screaming at him you know this is your fault what is his fault we don't know exactly we still don't
1: know Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and then this one episode um he goes up against harrow ethan hawk and he gets shot and he dies basically And then we follow his spirit into what we perceive as either his introduction to the afterlife or his unconscious mind or a little bit of both. And there's basically two or three different levels of what he's actually experiencing. So after he dies, he sort of wakes up in this mental institution Mm -hmm. and all of the different characters that we've seen throughout the show are actually things that he's noticed in the mental institution. So we're like, okay, is he just a, guy who's you know sick and stuck in this place and he's fantasizing about this whole thing or is this just his unconscious mind you know trying to trying to cope with whatever trauma he he dealt with
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um and we find out here is where we find out that as a as a young boy uh he sort of had this childhood hero like a a, uh kind of like it was like a 90s tv show uh, kind of like a steve Irwin meets indiana jones but like for kids called right. was, his name was called stephen grant like stephen grant you know british explorer like a you know mm. uh, very mm-hmm. much like that so he kind of idolized him so we kind of get an idea of okay that's where his alternate personality came from but we still don't know why mm-hmm. and then it gets into the actual story of his as a kid so as it turns out mark had a younger brother as a kid
2: mm. and
0: you can kind of get an idea what's about to happen you know that's they go out exploring one day and there's a big rainstorm and they get lost in this cave
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and um you know the younger brother he uh slips off and he slips under this rock and mark tries to save him does not save him and his brother dies basically Mm. not basically his brother dies and so as if that wasn't bad enough, uh, the mother pretty much has this spiral breakdown where she blames him completely to the point where she, like, beats him. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I mean, it just it, that literally just fractures him completely.
2: Yeah. So we find
0: out that as a way of coping with that, he essentially fragments his own mind and creates Stephen. Yep. He creates his way of escaping, like, the abuse that he, you know, dealt with
2: and uh that's
0: that's you know stephen was like his way of getting himself through that Mm -hmm. and it became so much of that that it literally it became so much that it literally became two separate people um it's heavy it's it's very it's it's dark Mm
2: -hmm. it's very
0: dark it's very heavy uh it's good and it's very well done but it's definitely Mm -hmm. uh it's very it's intense Mm -hmm. so anyway so that's how we learn the how that happens and then so We see that flashback and then we see a version of him in this mental institution where he's having a conversation with a doctor, which is also also played by Ethan Hawke. So it's like the bad guy who, you know, he thought was the bad guy or we thought was the bad guy or we're not sure. Or maybe he's just this doctor trying to help him. And then in addition to that, he him and Stephen are on the on this boat. Cruising through the desert sand, which is like the journey I don't know what it's called in Egyptian mythology, but it's basically like a life review. Mm-hmm. So, like when you die, you have a life review of all your deeds on earth as your heart is placed on the scale. Um, as you know, Anubis is sort of judging them, and if the scale balances, then you get to go to paradise. If it doesn't, then you're thrown into the sand for all eternity, like hell, basically.
3: Right the um, didn't show up if they did that I was
0: I, I'm saying I mean, he literally just shows up as a statue and he's holding, yeah. st- holding the I was like that's it I ain't gonna do my boy dirty like that <laughs> so not you, you let me well, be in the show I will be his avatar <laughs> love that
3: dude I can see that
0: he's he's the Hades of the Egyptian pantheon he's kind of like the mm-hmm. black sheep he's always in the background just kind of doing his thing just chilling but he's also mm-hmm. like you don't mess with him Mm-hmm. you know he's so fierce but he's good i think he's good I hope he's good anyway but um but yeah so he's on the boat and this you know the hearts are trying to balance and um oh and then we meet this other goddess what was what, do you remember what her name was
2: oh i no. i
0: wrote it down somewhere actually i wrote it down in here
3: did you is it the hippo
0: the hippo oh to uh, wear it. uh what, what was it to wear it? To, to wear it, that seems right. I know I wrote it down, I don't see yeah, it. Yeah, it.
3: number seven. Yeah.
0: yeah, to wear it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so mm, I, I, like I her. loved her, by the way. She was, yeah. she was so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anyway, she's the one who's taking them, you know, to see if they make it into the afterlife, blah, blah, blah. And the scales don't actually balance in time, so like the dead souls of the sand start trying to pull them into the underworld and steven being the thing who helped him cope with everything else is the thing that fight he's the guy that fights him off and he Mm -hmm. basically saves mark's soul by literally jumping into the sand and kind of not intentionally but he ends up like sacrificing himself so mark can get to the afterlife to to paradise or whatever um which he gets to paradise and he's like no i'm not good with i'm not going to do this without my brother my other self you know Mm -hmm. so he goes back for steven and they end up coming back to life and um it's a it's a very powerful moment for them mm-hmm. um
3: sounds very very trippy
1: it
0: I'm yeah
1: it is i'm getting it's,
3: a headache from just listening it to makes sense it. though
1: like when you watch it it totally makes sense it does but it's it kind sounds like explain. it
3: probably makes sense but i'm getting a headache listening to you i'm afraid to try to watch it <laughs> feel like i'll come out even more with a headache
0: mm-hmm. probably but it's Possibly. worth it it's worth it mm-hmm. um, i agree so but that's really ultimately what the show's about is really just a war of the gods and the war of the mind that's mm-hmm. the way i i kind Very of see it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know and then and in the end we actually see a big battle between khonshu and ahmed as like giants and that's even trippier mm-hmm. i mean it's the stuff of dreamscapes and nightmares and stuff like i've mm-hmm. fantasized about stuff like that it's really pretty great mm-hmm. oh my gosh so
3: interesting
0: yeah um but yeah i mean all in all i was absolutely just blown away by uh by this show and how mark and stephen sort of complement each other you know Mm -hmm. stephen's very much you know analytical nerd he loves the history he knows how to read hieroglyphics whereas mark knows the tactical stuff he's a warrior so they sort of balance each other out in that way uh they're a great team and then Mm -hmm. um you know And then of course we come out to find out in the end that there's actually a third personality which we don't really see much of but um no (sighs) yeah Mm -mm. but
1: uh this this
3: show sounds very much like a dan show
0: oh miss marvel was
3: an ashley show
1: Mm -hmm. this is very much a Dan Dan show show. it is very Mm -hmm. much a me show absolutely
0: Mm -hmm. i I loved it absolutely loved it
1: it it's very cool
0: yeah so yeah that uh don't know if i can go don't know if if there's anything else i can really say about it i mean i can go there's probably some more stuff i skipped over but that's pretty much the main like Mm -hmm. things of it so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah,
1: i just i agree with all of that and it's it is very cool it is a lot darker that whole mind thing right at the end when he's at the mental institution i was like wait a second (laughs)
0: like you really don't know what's real
1: no and it's it's so cool because you're just trying to piece it together and figure out like is like you were saying is this in his mind is this actually what's happening so Ethan Hawke's character is not the bad guy he's trying to help him and it just really makes you think and like you said just that battle between the two personalities and it's just a good look at just mental yeah like issues and I don't know it's just it's very, very cool. I don't know, again, Ashley, if you would totally enjoy it other than the mythology cover. But yeah, mm-hmm. I just, in my mind, I don't, I don't know if it's really your type of show for sure. Um, because it is. it is so dark, but it is very, very fun. And once you kind of, I don't know, I feel like once you get to the end, then all of the rest of it even makes more sense when you find mm-hmm. out what happened to him and why there are two split, split personalities and all of that. Yeah, like when so you,
0: you understand the history of it, everything mm-hmm. really comes together perfectly.
1: Exactly, and they wait until that yeah. very end.
3: There's a couple like night or early two thousand movies, mid two thousand movies that I'm like, it's like a combination, and I uh, no, I'm good,
1: (laughs) I'm good, (sighs) yeah. But I think it was a good one-off too. So if they don't do more, it's okay. It was just a great, great series that they released. I enjoyed it. Yeah. anything else i don't have anything else to say you like covered all of it
0: <laughs> yeah no i'm good i mean in the end it was satisfying enough to where if they you know i feel like almost doing more would be overkill like probably just, yeah. you know
1: honestly i mean yeah. we know
0: there's a third guy we know Kanchu's still doing his thing we know he's off you know doing whatever he wants to do
1: exactly that's all we need yeah i think yeah. it was a great way to end it yeah yeah hmm okay
3: And time wise, we need to
1: keep moving because. Well, we're, we're almost done. We're almost (laughs) done. I promise. I knew this would be a little bit longer. So we're almost done. So guardians of the galaxy had a holiday special. So quick summary, star Lord, Drax, rocket, mantis, and Groot engage in some spirited shenanigans. An all new original holiday special that was just on Disney plus. It's TV 14, came out November 25th, 2022. This one had a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. 93% of critics enjoyed it, 79% of the audience. It's it's cute. I don't know, if you skip it, I think it's fine. I don't think it really adds anything to the storyline of Guardians of the Galaxy, but they do have a fun bit where Mantis um, and Drax kidnap Kevin Bacon because Star-Lord talked about how much he loved Kevin Bacon when he was on Earth. They kidnap him and bring him. <laughs> to the party and it's a whole thing where they're trying to, to cheer him
0: up you know give him a good christmas
1: exactly they yeah, put like, him in a like literally put him in a box and kevin bacon is obviously freaking out rightfully so and then um you know they mess with his mind to, to make it so he's enjoying himself but of course star lord is like guys you have to take him back like we <laughs> can't have kidnap kevin bacon right. okay uh, so it's just a cute little movie you know yeah. if you're looking yeah, for a holiday a little-
0: holiday heartwarming things exactly
1: yeah so that's why i just threw it in here like i said it's just cute so you're looking for some holiday fun it was a fun ride easy to watch okay so werewolf by night this is also a movie that came out around halloween so this one is a summary is on a dark and somber night a secret cabal of monster hunters emerge from the shadows and gather at the foreboding bloodstone temple following the death of their leader and a strange and macabre Memorial to the leader's life. The attendees are thrust into a mysterious and deadly competition for a powerful relic, a hunt that will ultimately bring them face to face with a dangerous monster. So, this is just a movie. I don't expect there to really be any more dealing with Mm. any of this stuff. You never know with Marvel, but this is just like a one off movie. It's a TV 14, came out October 7th, 2022. 7.2 out of 10 IMDb, 90% from critics, and 89% audience score. So, this one it's like I don't even think it's it's not even that long I should have how long it was in here but it's not that long of a movie to watch it's very easy to watch it's mostly in black and white so it's more like a horror themed project which is why I think a lot of people liked it because again it's a little bit different as far as the Marvel things go a little bit of a different storyline
3: less than an hour it's only 52 minutes
1: i almost said 45 but i was like i can't remember for sure yeah it's very quick to get through very easy to watch it goes by fast and it doesn't drag in my opinion so we have gail garcia burnell as jack russell aka the werewolf by night he's a monster hunter who has been afflicted with a curse that turns him into a werewolf but the other monster hunters don't know this right away that's revealed towards the end of the movie laura donnelly is elsa Bloodstone she is ulysses bloodstones estranged daughter so ulysses is the leader who died and that's the the reason why they all gathered so she is a strange daughter who dislikes her family's tradition of hunting monsters and then we have harriet sansom harris as verusa bloodstone who's ulysses widow and elsa's stepmother who leads the secret group of monster hunters there's a lot more people in it but those are kind of the main actors that were in it so, like I said, this was in black and white, and among many of the creative reasons behind the use of the black and white filter in this film, the main purpose was to obscure the blood and gore so they could avoid a TV MA rating, which mm. worked because they got a TV 14 rating. Cool. I don't understand what the main difference is. I mean, it's red or it's like gray, but whatever. Mm. I don't make the ratings, so. Uh, and. Around 16 and 31 minutes, there's a cigarette burn effect that appears in the top right corner of the screen, which used to appear in old films. So that indicates the change between reels on the film projectors. So they're very much trying to give this like an old monster movie feel when you watch it besides the black and white, like it just has that feel. Hmm. And apparently this has been in development since 2001. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a long time probably one of those like
0: they wanted to do for a long time and they get sidetracked and they go back exactly and couldn't figure out the
1: story all that all that jazz and there is one bit right at the end where they change from black and white to color and as they do that somewhere over the rainbow from the wizard of oz plays which is fitting because you know same thing black and white color movie Mm -hmm. right that's a bit weird in a horror film but (laughs) it was it was a cool effect
0: why not it's moral they can do what they want
1: exactly so essentially the werewolf by night he knows the monster that they're hunting his monster's name is ted he's like this big i don't even know how to describe him he's just this big monster that can turn people into fire like he grabs you and then he burns you to death so he's friends with them so he's trying to help the monster escape and then the um monster has like this bloodstone on it which um if the werewolf by night comes in touch with the bloodstone it turns him into the werewolf which Verusa figures out and Elsa figures out. But Elsa basically befriends the werewolf by night. Verusa does this whole thing where she tries to get the werewolf to kill her stepdaughter because she's like, he's a monster. He's evil. I'm going to show you. And instead, everybody else dies. And Elsa, the monster Ted, and the werewolf by night, all are the only ones who manage to escape. Is essentially what happens at the end of the movie. But there you go. Yeah, it's just a fun, like Halloween-esque, like Marvel movie, so, so I wanted to throw that cool. in here. Yeah, I I enjoyed it, and like I said, it's not even an hour long, so it's very easy to watch. Yeah. And yeah, it's just just a good ride if you like horror, more mm-hmm. horror-type movies. But even in black and white, I guess it's not as scary, so there's that.
0: Mm-hmm. Weird, I feel like it'd be more scary in black and white.
1: I, like I mean, I don't understand the rating. <laughs> because to I mean, me yeah it gives that more sense of like ominous you know feeling because it's harder to tell what's going on and all of that and i I like that they put it in black and white too i think it was very cool yeah
3: i looked it up on imed and it the trailer is kind of going right now in uh-huh. front of me and mm-hmm. um
1: this looks scary to me <laughs> oh, okay no i mean i didn't think it was really scary but it is I definitely mean, like a horror movie we are
3: and... talking about me but yeah, like... it looks creepy Uh, And the main guy who plays Jack Russell, I was like, I know your face. Why do I know your face? He was in Letters to Juliet and um, A Little Bit of Heaven. Do you remember those, Sammy? They're romantic comedies. Yeah. Letter to Juliet was with, um, he was Um, the Italian chef that she dumped in eventually. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And
3: then A Little Bit of Heaven's with, uh... darn it. I can't think of her name. She was in uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days.
0: Oh, um, Kate Hudson. I was like, that sounds like a, a yeah. Kate something movie. Yeah. Kate, Kate Hudson. <laughs> sounds kind of
1: yeah. familiar. I remember a yeah. yeah. I don't, I know I've seen those movies, but it's definitely been a long time. I knew I recognized him too. I was like, oh, I know you. You've been yeah. in stuff. It's,
3: well, that was one of them was 2009 or 10, and the other one was like 2011.
1: Yeah. So a while ago. And now.
3: then Laura Donnelly, who plays.
1: Elsa. Um,
3: Elsa looks very familiar as well. Mm-hmm. i do not know what I've seen her in. Yeah, I'm
1: not sure what else she's been in. And Harriet Sansom Harris has been in a lot of stuff too, the actress. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah.
3: Oh, she was in Merlin. That's why I know her.
1: Oh, I did not watch that.
3: Well, it's a British TV mm-hmm. show from back in the day. Um.
1: Yeah. But anyway, that's all I got yeah. on this one. It's just fun. It's Nice. maybe not for ashley but, uh, <laughs> for ashley. Uh, but i like it because i like horror stuff so i thought it was another fun thing that marvel was trying out you know even if it's just a one-off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'll have
0: to check I, it out w- definitely sounds like fun
1: mm-hmm. yeah
3: so backing up to the guardians of the galaxy yes <laughs> holiday friends special, yes um it, it was it their attempt to do like to kind of mirror star wars holiday special
1: i mean i don't know what the exact purpose was i i think it was
0: just let's see what the guardians can do and make it a fun holiday heartwarming
1: kind of yeah, thing. yeah i think they were they kind of had like that a uh, storyline in mind i think i read that somewhere and they just decided yeah. well, to do it because like, they filmed it while they were filming the movie that well the, they
3: had there's been you know. no holiday special like this since star wars holiday special so that's why i'm like Well, I mean, every now and then you get,
0: like, a sitcom or something that does, like, a holiday Mm -hmm. sort of special thing. So, I think it was really
3: more of
1: that.
2: Yeah.
3: That's what, that's, like, in a line of, like, TV shows. You don't normally see a movie do a holiday special.
1: True. Yeah. But they're if you're going to uh, do a holiday special you can probably get away with it for marvel with these sort of characters yeah
0: if any marvel team would do a holiday special it would be it the would of them the galaxy
1: yes well
3: yeah no one else could do it yeah. mm-hmm. and make it plucky and fun right?
1: no exactly yeah but yeah like i said i feel like if you don't see it it's not going to change anything about the movie when it comes out mm-hmm. it doesn't really add anything <laughs> related to that
2: right but Makes it's
1: fun sense. Yeah. And the holiday decorations they put up was fun. They put lots of lights up. They really tried. Mm-hmm. They
3: really
1: they, they really did. Tried. They did. They really tried to make a nice Christmas for him.
3: Mm-hmm. Well that's nice. Yeah.
1: So it was a little heartwarming there, you know. Yeah.
3: Aww. Okay. Anything else?
1: No. No. Nope. Yeah. All, all right. right. That's it. I think we did enough. We've done <laughs> well- it.
3: Pixie Dusters, thank you for joining us for today's very um, long, intense, amazing episode of Marvel TV show slash Mm -hmm. a couple movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Go check out whatever you thought sounded great. We'd love to hear your opinions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go to our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, etc. To leave your opinions for us to read. Uh, Next week, we will see you for Wakanda forever. Mm. Oh boy. uh have a great week guys bye pixie dusters bye thanks for listening to the pixie dust twins sammy and ashley make sure you like follow and subscribe to the limitless podcast network's own channel instagram and all things social media and we'll see you all real soon